know if you've noticed this morning, but I'll bring it to your attention. Uh, there's a new number on the top of that lighthouse Amen. back there. Woo! But, uh, God prays, that's good. Uh, 385000 Now, let me say this. We did none of that. Amen. Amen. Come on. Yeah. Well, we did Man did not do that. Amen. God did that. Amen. He has worked progressively and continuously. Made a way, arranged things. Uh, you see the work going on down the road. You look over to the south of the White Cross. And uh, that's a miracle in itself. That all took place in four days. There's more to that story. Man didn't do that either. You might have seen dozers operating down there and excavators and tractor full scrapers and all kinds of stuff. And yeah, man, we're driving that equipment, but man didn't do that. God did that too. What I'm trying to say this morning is all the glory goes to God. Work in progress. And things are, I'll use this term, expeditiously happening and taking place uh, within the last few months, about uh, six to eight months. Uh, we're living, I'm, I'm thoroughly convinced, we're living in the end days. Uh, and I believe God is trying to get everybody's attention that he can get in the end days we're living in. And it takes people, Christian people, to get other people's attention to try to draw them in as Jude put it out of the fire if we have to uh, save some by fear some by pulling out of the fire he said and I want to emphasize just a little more and we're going to get into the word we're already in the word really because God's the word we're here for God anyway um, what we do for the Lord, no matter what it is. If it's vacuuming this floor, and I'm not saying that that's a menial thing, because sometimes I think that's one of the greatest things people can do is learn to be a servant instead of in the spotlight. Whether you're a servant, whether you're in the spotlight, whatever you're doing for the Lord, it should all be done by absolute humility and sincerity. And that's this whole project. Those of you that have been here a while, you know it's about 23 years old. I expected in a year or two we'd be in a new building. That didn't happen. And I, and I, I, I struggled with it. I questioned God. What, all right, well, what's going on here? It took me a while. But you know, everything is in God's timing. Amen. You got to wait on the Lord. And when he moves, he moves. So, I guess what I'm trying to say this morning, with me, let's all remain in a state of humility and sincerity and know who it is that has brought us this far and going to take us further, none other than God. Amen. Let's don't get proud. Let's don't start glorifying man. I didn't do it. I'm a little bitty twig on a great big tree. And I, I, that's all I am, an instrument of God. And uh, I'm, I'm grateful, and if you would, just... Give God another praise for what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, hallelujah. 
close your Bibles this morning to the book of Matthew. Hallelujah. Matthew was a tax collector before he became a disciple. God got a hold of him real good. He was actually more than a tax collector. Like most of that day, uh, they skimmed off the top and actually were corrupt. And God will use anybody. Amen. Amen. He'll use anybody. We find in Matthew some of the greatest recordings of Jesus' activity while he walked this earth. And in this sixth chapter, actually, of Jesus, this is, you'll notice in the very first part of chapter 5, Jesus saw a red letter. That means these are words of Christ. These are actual words spoken to Jesus when he was here. He begun, we know, as the fifth chapter, the Beatitudes, and uh, bless you, or you'll be blessed. And he, he didn't stop there. He continued on. And literally, what he was doing is pretty much laying out a, a platform, if you will, or, or a map for Christian living. Teaching early Christians what they should do, how they should live, how they should act, how they should treat each other, how they should respect and reverence the Lord above all things. Is that not it? Is that not, if, we, if we don't get that one right, we're not going to propel very far above that. And probably not at all. You've got to get reverencing the Lord down first and respecting Him and appreciating Him and doing that in an absolute state again of humility and sincerity. Amen. And when we do that, there's a spiritual, just a fervor or a, uh, a presence that is with us. Now, in Jesus speaking here in chapter 6, he talks about, first of all, he talks about almsgiving or giving or giving to the Lord's service or the temple work or whatever. Uh, and then he goes down and he starts talking about something else in verse number 5. Something else very important. Let's look at it. You there? First five, chapter six, book of Matthew. Be sure everybody's on on the same spot. He said, "And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward." Jesus' emphasis here, when thou prayest, for simplicity, he's speaking of when you talk to God. You can say a prayer and never pray a prayer. Again, lips can say anything. But when prayers are made and prayers are prayed, with an absolute reverence to who it is that those prayers are going to and respect for him. And this is Jesus' illustration here of, of it's, a, it's an instructional lesson of actually how people are not to pray and how they are to pray. And the first thing he begins here because he's speaking of the Pharisees who were very ritualistic and self-serving in their ministry, mainly serving themselves. And if you notice, he uses a term here, hypocrites, play actors, 
Don't be a play actor or a pretender. When you talk to God, get real. When you talk to God, be sincere. When you talk to God, get serious. God loves that. We can come to God, can't we? But what matters is how we come to God. And what matters is when we do come to God, how are we supposed to approach Him? And how are we to pray? What are we to say? Jesus lays out that perfect model of prayer. We know it as the Lord's Prayer. But it's a framework. He's not saying pray this exact same way every time you pray, although I believe it does as well to pray the Lord's Prayer repeatedly. I mean, it's, it's full of everything we need, if you notice. Amen. And the first one we'll see here in a minute when we get to it. But he's trying to stress here, and he's speaking of those that that's basically uh, what they did. They would stand, uh, uh, we could say, at the corner of Main and Broadway, and they'd be sure that everybody saw them and real sure that everybody heard them, and they never really say anything. That gets God's attention. Is that not it, getting God's attention? Amen. Amen. He says in verse 6, But thou, he's talking about them, but now he's, or we could say, But you, when you prayest, when you talk to God, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut the door, pray to the Father which is in secret. And thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Now, you can look at this two different ways, and there are times, and this is one of the directional instructions of Christ here. It's not just one, because we all know there is public prayer. We do it right here, don't we? One will pray, everybody amens, everybody joins in. There's times when we find a spot secluded and away from everybody else, that's very good. If you hadn't tried that, I urge you to try that because you can go a long ways and you can spend a whole lot more time when you get alone and undistracted seeking God and you can have some marvelous times. Jesus, more than just discussion here, because again, this, this particular prayer model that he's going to put forth here in the next few scriptures and this was over 2,000 years ago. And we still know it's the Lord's Prayer today, right? Amen. I don't a lot urge you to memorize very much, even though I do think it's very well that we do. And this is one that I really urge you to memorize. Have your children memorize. Not just verbatim, dah, 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 dot, 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 cross a T, cross a T, cross a T. But when we get the Word of God in us, and we get it in us what did David say thy word of what hid in my heart why that I might not sin against thee this is powerful what we're getting ready to see Jesus he didn't just quote this really he's, he's talking about the father here in a minute but him being the one that the father sent and he knows that he's going to have these around him at the time, the disciples and others that are in hearing distance, and the Bible doesn't really tell us how many there are. 
but he's trying to give them a, a model by which to honor God with, by which to reverence the Lord, by which to have the ability to approach God and personally and individually speak to the creator of the universe. Amen. Now that's awesome in itself. When we can speak to the creator of the universe, but there's only one way we can do that. And that's through the Christ who was speaking these words. Amen. So he himself is standing here given this excellent avenue into the kingdom of God, how to approach God, talk to God, have a personal relationship with God. And we're going to see that here in just a minute. But let's look a little more into this these opening remarks about prayer that he made. He said, the Father, if we pray in secret, the Father... <coughs> which is in secret, the Father which seeth in secret to reward the opening. Now, in secret, there's talking about the hidden man of the heart or the hidden woman of the heart. Believe you me, there's nothing in your heart God don't know about. Amen. You, you may have a little compartment. You think you got a little compartment somewhere and you got stuff shoved in there and you got the door closed on it and it's all secretive. It may be to everybody else in this world, but it is not secret to God. Amen. He sees the hidden man of the heart. And when we reveal that hidden man of the heart to God by prayer, we call it confession. We call it just, just talking to God. When we do that, it opens up something in us and I believe that's why David said what he did because he wanted he wanted the word of God in his heart and he knew there was a reason for it because he knew the more the word of God he got in his heart the less apt he was going to be to sin Amen. and fall into the temptation we all know David fell into temptation he fell into temptation miserably it cost him consequences of the remainder of his life that God still called him a man after his own heart because he had a heart of repentance Amen. God honors true Confession. God honors repentance when it's sincere and genuine. Amen. Praise his holy. I'm glad he does. Amen. I'm still here. Amen. I'm glad he does because you're still here. And we can have a wonderful relationship with him. And be involved in his presence and his work. You ever think you might just be one that comes to church, sets on a pew, and you get up and leave week after week? Actually, you're involved in God's work. Amen. And it's a wonderful work. The relationship with God is wonderful, is it not? Amen. Anybody agree with me this morning? Amen. To have an access to the Lord, is that not wonderful? I, I touched on this a while back, but let me reiterate this. We, me, little old me and little old you, have the ability through the work of the cross and Jesus' sacrifice and the blood he shed and the life he gave there, we're given this avenue to approach the creator of everything. Amen. Our creator. Thank you, Lord. The one who can do it all. And he hears us. Yes. That's the thing. He hears us. Uh -huh. Amen. You, you ever talk to somebody all day long and they never heard you? <laughs> and in a little bit they say, what was that you said? <laughs> God don't do that. God hears. If we come to him in humility and as far as we got to be humble. We got to know who we're talking to and be sincere. And it's not like you got to have a vocabulary out of this world to talk to God. A child can talk to God that can barely mumble a few words. Amen. 
Matter of fact, he probably hears him a whole lot more than he hears a lot of people that think they're doing a great job. Amen. You know, childlike faith, believe they haven't got all distorted yet. They believe. Verse 7, but when you pray, use not vain repetitions, as the heathen do. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Hmm. There's a lot of people that talk too much. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think I'd get very many. <laughs> there's people, listen, there's people that rattle prayers that never go anywhere. They say a lot. They say a whole lot. That's what Jesus is saying. They say a whole lot, but they don't go anywhere. Because it's vain repetitions. He's talking about words that have no content. More of a ritual than carried by faith in the one who is able. Sometimes it's better to say nothing at all than to open your mouth. Amen. Amen. Words spoken cannot be taken back. Some people believe. <laughs> yes, it's a little humorous. Now, don't. I'm not trying to stir up anything, but we've probably all been places. If you've been in the Christian community very long at all, somebody stand up with a prayer request, and it ain't nothing but a bunch of gossip in the form of a prayer. Yeah. Telling the whole nine yards of somebody else's life. That ain't a prayer. That's an announcement <laughs> to everybody. See, secrecy here goes lower. Sometimes we got to be secret about, right? Right. Something called confidence. Not blurting the news. Now, that, that's a little bit off out here on another limb. We're coming back. Here we go. Stay with me. Verse 8 says, Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your father, for your father knoweth what things you have need of Come before on. you ask him. Amen. <laughs> Who's the father? The one I've been talking about. Yeah. Notice what Jesus' terms was. He said, your father. He's not automatically your father until you take the proper steps to make him your father. Come on. Now here again, Jesus leading up the avenue of himself to get to the father. Now he's standing before them in human flesh. God in the flesh speaking these words to them. Here we go, verse 9. He says, after this manner, along these lines, yeah. in this format, which can broaden, in this way, yeah. which can get intense, this is a frame, this is a, 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 a work of prayer, this, this is a model. It's not all inclusive of itself. This is something to start with. And this is what he says. After this manner, therefore pray you. Uh -huh. Who's he talking to? 
those in the assembly, whoever they, disciples and those Amen. around him. I say he's talking to every Christian. Amen. This is the message to Christians. This is a message to the church. These were early believers. We're later believers. All in the same body, right? Christ is the head of the body, right? Amen. Okay. He said, in this manner, therefore, pray our, listen, now, listen what he says, our Father. Jesus did not say our Father very many times. This may be the only time he said our Father. Most time he said my Father. He says our Father. Who is our? Him and these. I could stop preaching right there. Them two words right there would carry on for a while if we took them right. Our Father. The Heavenly Father. The God Almighty. The Creator of everything and all. The one who supplies and provides and makes. You ever think how many things God does for you in a day's time? How many times he blesses you? I'm one of them believes God's a protector as well as a provider. Amen. How many times does he protect us in a day? How many times does he provide for us? And that's just two little things. So capable and so able. But he says, our Father, which art in heaven. Our Father, which art in heaven. That's where he's at, right? Well, that's simple. That's elementary. Everybody knows God's in heaven. He's in heaven, but what else is in heaven? All the resources of God are in heaven. Anybody know that passage in Scripture? About supply our needs according to his what? In glory? Riches in glory? That's quoted a lot. I've heard that a lot lately. It's all about riches. It's all about prosperity. Just show up at church and God will bless you. That's not the kind of riches that verse is talking about. It's talking about spiritual riches. It's talking about riches that really do you good. It's not something you can shine. It's not something you can show. It's something God grants and God gives. Our Father which art in heaven. Now, if you hadn't noticed, but now what this actually is, is a praise to God starting out. I'm recognizing you, God, right off the start. You are God. You are the God in heaven. You are the God of heaven. You are the God of everything. This is a praise. If we take this correctly, if you notice the, the Pharisee was standing on the street corner, back up here a ways, where we started standing on the street corner, or in the streets, I see a great lack of reverence right there. And there's a comparison here to what Jesus is emphasizing here is there is a humility that we're supposed to have when we come before God. Amen. There's an attitude that we are to have. Now, it's not in quaking fear. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. But Amen. that don't mean we come sliding into the presence of God like we're his most greatest gift on earth. Amen. 
or to do so disrespectfully or reverently. This, this is excellent material to learn right here. If we really want to touch God and we really want to get down to where we can communicate with Him, Jesus is giving the way right here. Amen. We praise Him first and foremost by recognizing who He is right off the bat every time. We don't run in with, I want this and I want that and why didn't you do this for me? Or I'm a little upset, God, because I really expected that little prayer I thought out to really materialize by now, so what's the deal? Now, people might not say that, but I guarantee you they think it a lot. So you come with reverent, and I'm going to use the term awe. The awe of God. And we come in awe of Him. Our Father, so wonderfully privileged to even get to be a child of God, that we could call Him Father which means provider, protector, a lot of other things. Right up here behind me, right there. Those are the Hebrew terms. Some of them for God. There's others. Jehovah. Yahweh. Adonijah. They had a lot of terms for God. Some of them, they were so fear of him, they wouldn't even speak them. They would not even speak certain names for God because they were in such reverence and fear. Because he done such majestic things. You think God's able to do majestic things in your life? Amen. I guarantee you he is. If you're saved here this morning, he's already done one great majestic yeah. thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Saved your soul from hell and set you on the road to glory. Yeah. To be with him for Thank you for the wind stop right there, too. Amen. Oh, 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 one more time. Sound off. Amen. made holy. Uh -huh. Well, I thought God was holy. He is. It means made holy. This is what this saying is you need to make him holy and know that he's holy. Not that you create a means for him to be holy. He's already holy, but we need to recognize that he's holy. Yes. That we literally come on holy ground before the Lord. And that we know where we're at when we get there. Because we're talking to God again. And that, that you know, in our culture today, and, and, and a lot of even the, the, the religion today, I've I got some issues with stuff today that's going on. I'm, I'm sorry, I do. All I can do anything about is right here. And what I'm trying to teach and preach is humility and sincerity and reverence and respect and glorifying and magnifying God. Because I'm going to tell you, you do that, you'll never go wrong. Amen. God will bless. God will make a way for us. And we can have an experience and relationship with him like he intends us to have by being able to come to him proper way thy kingdom come and then verse 10 thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven that's a wonderful prayer along by itself thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth in my life as it is in heaven. Well, how is it? And how is the will of God in heaven? Oh. You ever think about that? We're not there. We don't know everything. But what would you suspect? Pure peace? Unpolluted joy? Gladness running everywhere? The streets are made out of more than pure gold. And there's a lot more I could say. 
So if the will of God, the prayer is, is let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let your kingdom come. That's what we need to be praying. Let the kingdom of God come. Amen. Because it comes in many ways. The kingdom of God come in the biggest way when Jesus yeah. came. Amen. When that crib or well, stall or manger, whatever it was, <laughs> on the back street of Bethlehem, where the virgin mother bore the child conceived of the Holy Spirit and brought God brought him his own son to planet earth to be Lord and Savior, I'm going to tell you what, if that hadn't happened, none of us would have had a chance. Amen. And we take things for granted way too much. We, we get too normal with it. <coughs> just, just receive it kind of like, oh well. No, it's not an oh well, it's an oh glory. Amen. And a praise be to God yes. for the work of the cross and His Son that died for us opportunity to know our heavenly father and be able to approach him and talk to him love him and appreciate him as Jesus continues here give us this day our daily bread what Jesus say he was and John can't remember the exact verse I am the what of life Bread of life. Bread of life. These are provided. Too many people get this one way too far fetched because they talk short time possessions to it. Give us. Give me. And the more we ask for, the more we want. Our daily bread. Is actually our need. It's not all of our wants. You ever wanted for anything and when you got it you wish you hadn't had it? Yeah. And then further did you ever listen a little bit at least and you kind of knew God might have been some kind of saying I told you you didn't need that. Now you got to pay for it. Amen. Yeah, come on. For worse. See, our daily sustenance, or in any way, this this is provision. I don't argue that point. That's a big way Jesus is speaking of that. Also, our our needs, our our worldly needs, are to live by. And and God's a, a God that loves us, and He blesses us with things as well. I'm not even arguing that point. But this bread, the greatest bread we can ever have, is Jesus Himself and the spiritual content that that holds. And, that, and I, I, I believe I can safely say there's a lot of people walking around in and out of church houses that are slinging the name of Jesus around and have no clue what I'm even talking about. Uh-huh. Because they've never arrived there. Because they didn't start at first base. Reverencing God. Just like Jesus did. Appreciating God. Loving the Lord. In all of Him. Grateful just to be able to come into His presence. And call him Father. Call him Father. And then he hears. Every time we approach him correctly. Every time. How about verse 12? And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. The passage says, 
Help us to forgive, or forgive us as we forgive those who have sinned against us or trespassed against us. That may be the subject. Uh, some folks kind of mark that one out. But you see that requirement is biblical. You want to really get connected with God? Do you want to talk to Him real good? Matter of fact, other scriptures say, Jesus said, if you don't forgive others, my Father in Heaven's not going to forgive you. That's pretty scary. So here, here's the instructions right in the middle of this. And I believe this is something, you know, we live in this world and we get aggravated with folks. We might even do things to folks. And this is one thing I've taught here for years on and off. If you do something to somebody, you'd be man or woman enough to go apologize to them and get it straightened out. Don't just say, God, forgive me and walk off and leave the damage still done. It's called reconciliation. Fix things. Fix them. Didn't say you had to love what they did. You got to forgive what Jesus said. And lead us not into temptation. Sounds like God's leading us off into sin, doesn't it? That's not what that means. Let us not be led into temptation. Guard us from temptation. Amen. Deliver us. Keep us. That better be our daily prayer because this world's full of temptation. You can get tangled up in a mess out there before you even get started real good. And temptation is the critter, correct? It's all around us. This, Every one of these, if you take them literally, and it was mentioned this morning, it, chew, chew on the message for a while. Don't make an immediate response and get all ruffled and or whatever. Chew on it. You might get to liking it. But this one, finishing with, but deliver us from evil. Mm. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver, there's an opposite, you see the opposite there? Deliver us from evil, because where does evil come from? A lot of times, temptation, right? Uh -huh. We fall to the temptation, then we get sucked into evil, and then the more evil, and before we know it, we got all kinds of problems going on. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. See the final tag there? Final tag's amen. But thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. How long? Forever. Forever. Not a little while like here. How long's forever? Forever. We don't know. There's no measurement. It's just forever. All time. If his is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever, and we're talking to the God who is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever, and if we, if our relationship with him is what it should be, connected, no, yeah. and again, just because you say it is, that doesn't mean it is. It's a spiritual experience. It's a spiritual coming to God. It's not just lip service. A lot of that you can see in this prayer right here. That's a direct Christ. Isn't it wonderful to talk? I don't know how much any of you, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to ask for a hand raise or anything, how much you talk to God, if you talk to God at all. But I'll tell you this, if you don't talk to God, I'll just tell you right now, you're a weak Christian. I don't mind, you know I don't mind saying things, folks. What was that word you used, Tanner, this morning? What was that? Uh, not slapped or 
You said something. The message does something. Beat the fire out of me. Yeah, beat the fire out of me. <laughs> That's all right. It's beat the fire out of me a few times coming before it gets to you through me. But the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And, you know, I've been dwelling on that for a while because I try to visualize and imagine this forever place of God. He's not talking about an earthly kingdom. He's talking about a kingdom we haven't seen yet. And he says power. I've tried to sort that out. Man, what kind of power does heaven behold that we're going to get to be part of and, and experience? You know, we can relate to power down here. We see a lot of powerful things on this earth that's made by man. That's all a drop in the bucket as far as the power of God goes. Amen. And what, he's, what he's created and the glory and the glory where's glory come from? There's only one place glory can come from. That's God himself. Amen. And he shares his glory with us. And as far as eternal you combine all these particular the kingdom, the power and the glory Forever, that, that's a sign-off again, acknowledging God's ability and your trust and faith in Him. I believe that Jesus was trying to say this. When this thing's over, you're going to get to experience that one of these days. Forever. Forever. Throughout, throughout, throughout. Absolute humility and sincerity through these scriptures. Humbleness before God and sincerity with God. Also, giving Him the glory. The appreciation, the thanks for everything. Everything He is, everything He does. I don't know if you're here this morning. I don't know if you're if you received Jesus or not. I know many here have. I don't know everybody's case. But I know you have an opportunity to. Right here and right now. Jesus spoke these words a few years before he hung on the cross. This was during his beginning ministry. He knew he was going to depart by the way of a cruel, cruel, horrific, not only death, but carrying upon his shoulders the sins of the world. Amen. The world. Mm -hmm. Then, since, and after. Yeah. That was the pain. Now, I'm not saying that that crucifixion wasn't horrific because you read a Roman crucifixion, I'm going to tell you what, they knew how to administer pain. But that pain of the sins of the world, on them, including ours, that Jesus took, Because he wanted everybody 
us, me, you, uh -huh. Come on. everybody, mm -hmm. to receive the salvation that he brought, to accept him, trust in him, confess our sins. That's tough to do. I realize. Repent and say, here I am, Lord. I may not even know what some of them things that preacher said this morning means. That's all right. You get connected to God real good. You'll know what it means before you leave here. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand this morning. First of all, this passage of Scripture I know is probably very, very, very familiar with you. I mean, this is something you got used to get to recite in school. Used to. There's a lot of eustas. Eusta needs to get kicked in the face real good and the fire beat out of him and sent on his way, right? Because I'm going to show you something. The Word of God took it out of public school. I don't have to tell you what's happened now. Mm-hmm. But I know you probably you may you may be one that's memorized this. Take this thing and dig it dig in it a while. I've just had a limited amount of time this morning to, to administer the word. Take it and dig in it. There's more than what I've even said. If you allow yourself to, to search this out. And I gotta say this, if you don't pray, start. Start. If you used to pray and you got all sidelined somehow and you don't anymore, start back. You take this. Look right here in Matthew chapter 6. It shows you pretty much how at least. But it's the way and the means. To find your way to God and I believe more of it.